Welcome to We're Talking Bears, where we bring you the latest in the Chicago Bears experience. I'm uncle, nephew, and I'm son, and we're talking bears. What a week. What a week. What a week, team. <laughs> I like yeah, to keep the family off the show, but man, man, oh man. I don't know. How about you guys? I I took a nap. I was taking a nap when the game came on. I almost forgot that the Bears played this weekend. No Justin Fields in the lineup. Almost didn't care at all, actually. But we did win. And I'm happy to know that we did win in the race to the number one draft pick. Yup, yup, yup. Well, we're at least uh, trying to come in second. Yeah, we're, we're, we're currently in control of the second overall pick. Oh. Carolina won, we lost, so they've moved ahead of us. And this season is not over. It is no, not No, we over. have five games to screw that up. Like oh. We go out and we, we, we do go three and two, we end up like with the 15th pick. We've got, we've got four tough games and the Lions to screw that up is what we've got. Right. And the Lions are playing good ball. I was about to say the Lions? They took, they took Buffalo all the way down to the wire. I mean, yeah. didn't they beat us? Yeah, they, they beat they us, beat, beat the pack, Barely. took Buffalo down to the wire. They're That's what I'm saying, man. Ball. You're talking about tough games and the Lions. They're one of those. They are a tough game for us. Mm-hmm. That's sad. <laughs> Yeah, you know, it really, I don't know, is it just uh, Chicago optimism or what, man? But this season went from, like, I, I was super excited in the beginning and then um, super excited now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, you know what? I would say that at the beginning, we started off hopeful. And I think we had some reason for hope. I mean, that opener against the 49ers, we played some football. You know, two weeks in, we're two and one. And then some of our holes started to get exposed. And we just couldn't fill other holes. And, you know, then we trade Quinn. And we mentally lose Roquan. Then we trade Roquan. We lose the defense. Now we're not in, and you know, now it's track racing. We aren't built for track races. I mean, since the since the Roquan trade, our defense, I think they said on the on the broadcast, has given up something like 43 points a game. Yeah, that's including the Dallas game. I, I kind of looked at that as anomaly. I looked at over the course of the year, um, like we we're giving up like 30 something points a game. But Dude, if we exclude the Dallas game, then we're still at like 30 something. <laughs> yeah, like, no, we're we're giving up like 30. Less. 30 30 we're giving up like 33 without the dallas game you know you know so that's i mean that you you that's hard to win football giving up 33 yeah you need kansas city's offense to win football giving up 33 and and we're also looking at this recent rash of injuries man like man i I know what beckham is talking about with that turf man because that shit took down eddie jackson uh, took down Mooney when he got his foot stuck under that one guy. Um, man, they wanna, need to get rid of turf. I, I want to ask you all a question. I know perspective is everything. Uh, Unc, you've been watching football a long time, sports in general. 
that's no diss. Uh, is there? Do you? Is there something in the water, man? Is it like? It seems like a lot of injuries nowadays. Is it? Has it always been like this? It seems like you a know lot what? Of- I mean, football's always been a sport where people get injured. I think, yeah. you know, to be just, 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 you know, the unsaid truth. You know, when you're, you, you there's, there's, there's a level of legal enhancement out there, right? And then there's a level of not sanctioned by the NFL enhancement. And when you're taking the human body as far as you can go scientifically, then you just, you know, you, op, you know, it's like a car, man. If, if you, if you drive in that, that race car uh, with your foot to the floor, trying to beat the guy behind you for three hours, that engine's not going to last a hundred thousand miles. <laughs> you know, you, you're not, you're not going to get 10,000 miles out that motor. You get a season if you're lucky. Right. I also think we gotta, we gotta pay attention to the fact that, that like the players in the NFL PA are, are really harping on right now. Turf is dangerous playing football. I've experienced it firsthand and the players, like they've got data backing up. They say um, between 2012 and 2018, 28% more non-contact injuries, like just falling down with something tore because you tried to change directions and, and the ground just did something weird. 28% more on turf than on grass. That's a huge number. That, that's, that's enormous. But and yeah. then you gotta you gotta add in little stuff. Like, you know, back in my day, you used to have a full knee pad that covered your whole knee, and guys to go faster would cut their knee pad in half. And that was illegal, but they do it. And, you know, nobody's grabbing your knee check and your knee pad. But, you know, now they barely wear knee pads. So when that helmet comes near that knee, it's making contact with all those little tiny bones in there and the cartilage, you know, versus, you know, not that the knee pads were given a lot of protection, but it's some, you know, so little stuff like that counts too, right? And so there's, there's a lot going on. And, you know, there's a lot that, you know, you're operating the human body at the top of its potential, and then you making little adjustments. And some of it, like turf, they're just learning about, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and, and then, you know, the other thing is going from grass to turf and back, you know, you, you, you like you said, like there's some things you, sh- you go ahead, do it on grass that you probably want to think twice about doing on turf, you know, yeah. and, and how, how are you going to modulate that game to game and whose turf is worse and whose turf is, is worse on a rainy day. Yeah. yeah. You I know? Yeah. I got you. Yeah. Hey, so no Justin Fields. What did, what did you all think about uh Simeon, Trevor Simeon, uh, how, how the offense looked without, without Justin Fields out there? Well, Man, that first drive, that first drive, um, you know, the, the, that where he where he brought the team down, not the drive for a field goal, but the drive for a touchdown. Wow. He threw up some 50-50 balls that uh, and let and let some of our receivers prove they're going to win the 50. I mean, Pringle and uh, um, Claypool both pulled some tough 50-50 balls down. You know, I mean, Pring, Claypool pulls pulls down the 50-50 ball where it's actually called pass interference. And, you know, that takes a lot of work to get a, the Bears 
you know, for us to get a pass interference call. So the guy's all over him and he still pulls it in. And Pringle just took the ball off the guy's helmet to get the touchdown. So, you know, I, I, I like that Simeon knows when to throw those type of balls up. Um, you know, same time, you know, the talent level between Simeon and, and JF, just that pure athletic skill, you know, when that defense settled back and said, we're going to take the pass off the table, um, all of a sudden we're really flat, you know, um, versus when that happens against JF, you know, wow, boom, uh, we could still make something happen. He can make something happen. So, you know, with, and it also showed because Simeon had good pocket presence uh, and tried to stay in the pocket. And it also shows that that offensive line stinks mm-hmm. and still does. Mm-hmm. Man. Always has. Always has. Man, oh, man. Yeah. yeah Simeon, Simeon, was, Simeon was just barely getting that ball out before he got killed or getting killed. Yeah. There was no in between. There were no plays where I saw him let the ball go and then stand up and still be clean after the throw. Like, yeah, I don't think I saw that one time. Yeah, and then I then I watched some Tampa Bay and they're facing uh, uh, the Rams, who, who we know have a pass rush, and you know uh, uh, Brady on several plays has a pocket that's about six feet in every direction. Mm-hmm. With you know guys, you know Aaron Donald is trying to get to him. Mm-hmm. Right, you know, right. so that we don't we don't have to have one that good, but we don't have to be this bad. I'd like one that good. That'd be great. That would I be mean, great. I'm not mad about having the one that good, but do we have to be this bad? I mean, yeah. If you want that number one pick, stop complaining. It's <laughs> <laughs> man, man, because that's what they're doing right now. That's what they're man. doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the defense is gone. The offense, you know, defense left with Quinn and Roquan. Um, the offense left with JF. And that, there's nothing left. Yeah. You, how, do you, in. how do you Back feel about in. JF um, playing this season moving forward? Uh, I just heard no more Mooney. Uh, so. You know, with some of these injuries to our guys, does it make sense to – I mean, of course, I want to see Justin Fields play. Um, but knowing what he has um, at stake, you get what I'm saying? Do we put him out there? Do we sit him? How do you guys feel? I, I think he should come back after the bye if he's healthy enough to do so if that shoulder injury doesn't linger, okay. uh, which I, I don't think it will. If he's already practicing and throwing and stuff, give him, you know, two two full weeks to recover with no contact, you know, let his legs rest. Um, I think he should come back for the last few games down the stretch. Reason being is the time behind center, the time, the reps under center <clears throat> be more important for him than any other individual on the roster. Um, and he's, I think what we proved this year with him is that he can elevate the guys around him that, that much is well beyond question. But I think what, still is left to be proved for him is can he just sit in the pocket and throw if you take running away if running is discouraged because uh you know he's got that shoulder injury and you know you don't want to aggravate it so you're going to run less that's what you want to see from him 
long term because you want to see him at the very least going through you know next year the year after when we're actually looking you know competing for Super Bowls instead of for the first overall pick um I think what we want to see is him being able to preserve himself from the pocket and show us that you can sit up and and only run late in games when you have to when you can use that as an optional weapon not as a primary so that's going to take some more reps that's going to take more development as a passer and just more time so I say put him in I, I would say this I, I kind of I, I I agree with you in theory but in reality we can't protect him you know so in reality we can't protect him so understanding that we we didn't protect Simi we're not going to protect Fields, so he's really not going to get the opportunity to throw the ball. He's going to be out there running. Fields been throwing the ball. I mean, I, I'm not. I'm not a lot, you know. And but the, on the on the other side, to continue to grow in his rhythm with Komet, that's really coming on as a phenomenal thing. To to let him get some rhythm with Pringle, who I think is should be. Uh, a, a guy that should stay with us and um and uh, uh and and we obviously are bought into claypool so you know let him work out some get some rhythm with those if he can get rhythm with those three guys um that is enormous and and the only way you're going to do that is in actual game situations so that's valuable you know what if uh if he's 10% injured. If he's only 90% or 80%, I'm not putting him on the field. I agree. He I, has I, to be a hundred percent. That shoulder has to be 100% fine. Cause you, I mean, that could, you know, that could end his running period and his running, his legs are his biggest weapon. He is, he is, he, he, challenging already in his second year to be the greatest running quarterback in the NFL ever. And so you get, you got to have his legs and he's going to use them more than just in the fourth quarter, but he can throw more, a lot more if we can protect him um, and just run when they decide that they're going to sit back in a, in a zone, a cover three or, uh, or, or something of that sort where they're sitting, you know, three safeties back. Well, not three safeties, but three DBs back uh, or something like that. And yeah, go ahead. I dare you. You know, I dare you to sit back in a deep zone, in a deep shell. Um, he, he's he's going to run. So, you know, it's 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 tough. And then honestly, I think with the play calling, Getsy had some phenomenal times as play calling. And I think he's injured because of some bad play calling. So, you know, you make a few mistakes in a play calling with a questionable line and either your quarterback gets uh, a blitzed in the pocket or he gets blitzed coming out of the pocket. And we've had those mistakes with play calling. So long-term, I would, I'd, I'd sit him. I think he's shown enough and gotten enough. The only people I'd say he can really grow with are, um, Pringle and uh, um, Claypool, and that's a good thing. But I don't know if it's worth the risk. Well, both make some 
very, 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 very valid points. <laughs> what, what, um, what you got? What, what, where do you stand? You on? know what? I'm, I'm, I'm actually right there with both of you. I can agree. Um, I'm kind of leaning in your favor because while I do uh, agree with Cuzzo, I, I think we want to see him back out there. I think he needs those reps. I haven't seen us able to protect him, like you said, and to and to legitimately give him an opportunity just to sit in the pocket and pass. Uh, because they take running off the off the table. Well, what I've seen a lot from him this year is that um, it's not really that. It's, the, it's that the O-line isn't allowing him that time. It's like passing is off the table, and therefore he's able to make magic happen when he runs. That's, that's kind of how I see it. And um, if, if they can't protect him, you're right, it's not, it's not going to really too much matter if he's out there. He ends up running anyway. Um, I don't think that's – I don't think that started off as the plan. I think he just kind of makes miracles happen. And from that, they've seen that they can utilize him in that way, kind of on the attack. Um, but again, I do agree with Cuzzo. Um, but I think that might be, like you said, kind of better in theory. But now my question would be, if we can't protect them, then we got we to gotta get, get to the point of some of these guys need to be gone. Like they need to be gone. There's no reason to be paying guys to play football where they can't do the job that they're being paid to do. So who needs to go? Who needs to stay? Who needs to be a bear moving forward? And what should the future look like for our team? Well, yeah, let's let's dig into that. I mean, let's start. Look, I, I look at it like this. When you talk about rooms, I don't have a problem with our running back room. I think our running back room looks good. Um, Ebner's just okay, but maybe he'll grow into that. Um, Did he get any touches in the game yesterday? Is he hurt? No, he didn't get any. He, they were using uh, that other guy, 21. Um, the guy we picked up from the Titans. Uh, what's, I was just thinking about him earlier. Yeah. Uh, well, maybe yeah, this is a sign that Ebner needs to be gone, man, because. I mean, he's a, he's a, he's a, he's a rook. You can sit him. You can put him on the practice squad and see if he grows into the position. I'm not worried about him. Okay. But we got our number one and number two running backs. I think you keep David Montgomery and Khalil Herbert because honestly, even if you think, well, I can get a cheaper David Montgomery, you're still chasing a David Montgomery and you don't have time for that right now. (laughs) You need to focus on building an offensive line. So, so with regards to Montgomery, man, I'm kind of on a different opinion than you. Okay. And I think, keeping David Montgomery isn't what's best for the Bears, nor is it what's best for Demo. Okay. I don't think this scheme really fits what Demo does best, which is, uh, you know, as we've established, you know, many times, power runs, you know, good contact balance, um, and and making, making his name between the tackles. I don't think we really do any of that that well in this running scheme i don't think he does what we ask him to do in this scheme well which is try to burn to the edge turn the corner and and find the single crease to put your foot in the ground and go um and i think we can probably find some better fits for our you know skill set like you know if saquon barkley comes free you know there's the the general consensus in the league is that you don't give running backs a second contract right and it's very likely that, you know, uh, at least a couple of guys come free, maybe not Barkley, but um, Kareem Hunt is another guy that's very similar to Montgomery and skill set. And then there's guys in the draft as well. Um, and we can get younger and build that way. So 
I don't I don't know if Montgomery's future here is as certain as that. His his and, PFF and grade I'm is not, not great. Um, let me let me argue that with you. I'm not saying his future is that certain. Uh, what I'm saying is he, he's a legit starter, and when we have to go power because we need because we're on the three yard line and we need to get in everybody's fussing if they didn't give the ball to Montgomery. This is like, oh, you got stopped, but you didn't give Demo the ball behind a, a power run set. I mean, you have to have that in your book because it's going to happen that you end up on the inside the five and you need to push the ball through. So if, if you don't, if you choose not to have that, you're giving up touchdowns for field goals and that's how you lose. But just because so, you can pay Montgomery 10 plus million a year doesn't mean I don't, you can't have I don't a power think, back. I don't think we're going to pay him 10 plus million, but my, here's, here's the thing. Like now's not the time to deal with that because you need to spend all of your top capital on offense and defensive line, all of it, because we're dying without being able to protect fields and we're dying without being able to get to the quarterback. So what you're saying is we started on the wrong side of the conversation. No, okay, it let doesn't me, matter. Let, let me just so try to hit. No, no, no. I'm about to say I definitely that. know somebody yeah. who I would like to see gone. Who's that? Who's that? Mustafer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. We can start with some guys that we know for sure. Look. And I hate to say it, man. I like, you know, I hate to wish ill on anybody, man. He's just not getting it down for us. And I cannot wait to see him out of that spot. I can't. I can't. I mean, I agree with you on that. You, you it's oh, what how we feel about Mustafer. PFF has him graded as the thirty third of thirty nine centers in pass protection, which is probably pretty generous by what I've seen on the field most weeks. Um, his run blocking grade is really good. He's twelfth in run blocking, um, but you know he's he's just not he's just not a starting quality. NFL and, so maybe, and let's maybe let's remember he, he let, let's think about that like I, I, like you said pff's got him rated 16 of 39 centers in the league and he's our backup i don't have any problem with him as our backup he's very healthy did he say 16 in 16th of 39 i don't i don't have any problem with him as a backup. that's just the pass blocking grade oh, okay um okay okay but I don't, is, is the overall grade. Yeah, I don't have any problem with him as a backup. We need a real, we need a legit, healthy starter. Yeah. He's fine as a backup. He's cheap. He's fine. He'll never get a lot of money. And if he can come in and do us an okay job and work hard, fine. I got no problem with that. We it got, just sucks when guys go down and he's back out there and it's like, damn. <laughs> but th that's the problem. That's the problem. We need we need legit starters. I mean, let's, you know, I wouldn't touch why I wouldn't I wouldn't even touch a wide receiver room except oh, for boy. throw a rookie at it. Ooh. I wouldn't touch a running back room. I wouldn't touch tight end. Room. I'm gonna do everything on that offensive line. All mm -hmm. my offensive picks are going on the line. My my free agent is coming at left tackle. Left I, I gotta solve this. Braxton this Jones. Braxton Jones has actually played really well, especially recently. He's continued to improve throughout the year. He's not getting beat on power moves as much. He, as, he actually he got beat yesterday ball. on power moves. 
Uh, oh, I man, look, he got one right tape. into Simeon a few times. I got to look at his tape, but... Why, why, played, why, look at the tape. He got. I'm like, come on, bro. Look, he, look. He, he didn't get run over, but he got run into him. As You can't throw the ball with somebody with his back slamming into your back. No, I agree. But, I mean, he's he's definitely not the best player in the league at his position but he would be a great backup he, on, he could on, sit on. there with musty on the bench can i can i say what i'm saying my bad i'm, I'm a little excitable i know i know i know you don't like braxton jones but I, i'm not as down on him as you are um, no no think, I, i'm not i think he's, he's got a good some, backup he's i think a good he's backup. got no i think i think he could play as a starter my my philosophy in this would be trade down from whatever high pick we get and then take the best left tackle with the first pick. Right. And then you let him and Braxton Jones compete in training camp. And if Braxton Jones can improve his anchoring and improve his pad level and not get beat on these bull rushes, um, then I say he stays the left tackle and you move the rookie to right tackle. But if the rookie is better, I say you move Braxton Jones to right tackle because traditionally in the NFL, your right tackle is going to be your better run blocking tackle anyway, right? And he's serviceable as a pass blocker. I, he's perfectly serviceable. You, you come at him with a, you know, with any kind of speed or stunt or try to get around the edge, you're not getting there. Like, and that's, and that's fantastic. He can shadow players really well. The only thing he needs to improve is that initial punch when he engages and like you said, his pad level is anchoring, so you can't just push him back into the quarterback. So I think that's fine as a right tackle. And his run blocking is some of the best in the league. <clears throat> yeah, there's no argument so with his run say, if he If he wants to compete for that left tackle job in camp next year, I say keep him. I, I'm, not, I'm not saying toss him, but I'm saying, look, let's quit playing. We need to solve this now. I need a proven top ranked left tackle would that that's it we have to fight for one that has to be our we got 130 million go spend go buy a left tackle period right, go buy not really it's gonna be hard to find one available kansas city is gonna have the best left tackle coming free and free agency with orlando brown i'll be astonished if they don't lock up patrick mahomes blindside protector um, the best tackle after that in free agency is going to be Elchton Jenkins, who's a, a right tackle by trade. He's the Packer, uh, the Packers right tackle. Um, and he plays at a Pro Bowl level. Um, uh, Jack Conklin follows that up and he plays probably very near to a Pro Bowl level, if not at a Pro Bowl level himself. But they're both right tackles. And I don't know if there's anybody that's going to be able to handle that side and protect fields as blind side that, that even as well as braxton jones well i mean that hurts a lot that hurts a lot um <laughs> we might have to make a trade damn it we're yeah, trying I mean, to get away from these guys let's, let's put this in perspective too going at going at rookies right um of the rookie left tackles that um have taken that were drafted you know top one top 10 um all that this year i'm pretty sure braxton jones is still rated either the highest of all of those rookies or yeah he is he's so up he's there the highest he's the number one rated rookie overall maybe not in pass pro but as, as an overall player and the rest of these rookies only two of them i think have pass block grades higher than his 
So, I mean, uh, do I think that, or three, three have pass block grades higher than his. So uh, do I think that we could just go, oh yeah, sure. We could draft Paris Johnson or, or um, what's the guy's name from Penn State? I forget what his name is. Uh, the left tackle out of Penn State. But are they guaranteed to be better than even Jones is? And Jones, no. especially after another year in the system and another year um, in the strength and conditioning program, probably not. So I don't know if he's that easy to replace like that. Yeah, well, that that that's tough. I mean, that that's that's. I mean, we, I, you, we honestly, somebody who's tanking needs to make a trade with us that has a has a quality left tackle. We all have to look at that. But who can we trade with to get that left tackle? Because we we we've got to. That's yeah, tough. That's tough. And, and honestly, like you said, if you take Braxton Jones as the man he is today and you move him to right tackle, we just improved the line. Mm -hmm. I think there's one more tough position on the O-line that I want to hear from y'all about, and that's Cody Whitehair. He's playing fairly well. He um, he's The problem is he's expensive and he's starting to get a little long in the tooth. He's 31. He's got two years left on his contract at 14 and 13 million. Um and uh, he's playing like a middling left guard. Uh, Tevin Jenkins has, you know, considerably outplayed him at right Absolutely. guard. Um, do we think that we want to go and try to replace him with somebody younger, somebody in free agency? Is that something that you guys think is like, you know, a spot we should improve, especially given his pass protection is not as strong as Sue? What you got, Sos? Um, yes. Look, yes. <laughs> hey, I'm man. Yes. Yes. Get rid of him. Get rid of O-line, D-line. <laughs> just, just don't I'm not going to lie, man. I'm not going to lie. I want to see them make some changes and get us some young talent. Um, I like what you guys are saying about uh, practice squad for some of these guys. I don't, I'm not trying to be harsh, but obviously we need work and um, I'm not uh, opposed to any of these guys out of, getting uh, out out seated. Um, if there's better talent available, which looking at the play, I can assume that uh, we can probably find better players all across the line. You hear what I'm saying? So uh, the difficulty in that, like what you were speaking to, because um, I, I can see, but I'm not, um, I feel like nobody's spot should be safe. I, I feel like we should be looking toward the future. And um, if there's any uh, ability or any guys are able to maintain, you get what I'm saying? Maybe keep that backup spot or, maybe compete to, to um, be a starter on the team. I'm okay with that. But I say we should be looking for guys to outseat the guys we got now in any I, capacity we can. The one guy who should be safe would be Tev. I, I would, yeah, I, I think Tev has proven himself. Tev, Tev is a must. Four ranked guard, not right guard, but guard in the entire NFL this season yeah. or PFL. Yeah. You're right. He has played like that the entire year long. He's a he's a beast. When he comes in a, in a run game, I mean, man, he did you even in 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 the game against the Jets? Uh, he had some dude, and he buried him about seven eight yards after outside of the line of scrimmage, and the guy just pulled him over on top of him. Mm -hmm. But I mean, literally, it was a nasty pancake, and and mm -hmm. Tev ran him seven yards upfield. And buried him in the ground. Right. And, yeah. No, you're right. You're right. 
You know, that's the guy I want. I say, that I say, guy. I say we keep him build around him, if anything. Right. Build build around him. If you put, think about this. Now, look. So well, here's my sentence with Whitehair. Again, is kind of the same as Montgomery. Like Whitehair's not murdering us out there, right? So we've got a lot of guys to fill. So we if if we get a left, we got to get a left tackle. Okay, uh, we got to get a center. Okay, so then if we got well, but I I agree with you. I would move Braxton Jones over because, again, I think at right tackle, he's a hero. And all of a sudden, that right side of the line is phenomenal. I mean, if if we can get somebody to do a better job than he does on the left. That's what we have to do. We have to, those two jobs, left tackle and center, we have to improve drastically. I think there's I think there's two guys in the entire draft maybe that improve that spot, and that's Paris Johnson and Peter Skaronsky. And Skaronsky's kind of small. He's only like 6'4", which is a little bit on the small side for a tackle in the NFL. So I, I'm not sure if he if he'll get bumped inside the guard or something like Tev did. Uh, yeah, but, but what what's his arm length? I don't know. Skaronsky. And like I I ain't seen the scouting reports yet. Right. No, he's six four and. You know, he but he that dude knows how to block and he's strong as a bull. So I like Skaronsky, but I don't know if he can. I don't know if he's necessarily a plug and play improvement. Right. right. And, and that's, a, that's a that's a tough sentence. second overall pick on him to get him, which that's a tough sentence, too. So what's the overall pick you think is the number one? Paris Johnson is going to go in the top five. Going okay. to, guaranteed. Um, and if, if we're in the top five, then that's what, and, and, and free agency sucks, then that's what we got to do, man. Keep the pick, get Paris Johnson, and let's roll. We, we do have another option. Um, Penn State's left tackle, um, Olu Fashanu. He is just a wildly athletic, incredibly strong human being, but he's a little raw on the technique side. Um, and we might be able to snag him if we trade down, you know, either staying in the top 10 or maybe like just dropping out of it. So he might be a maybe top 10 pick, depending on how the draft falls. So there are options beyond that, but it's not guaranteed that he's going to improve on Braxton. Right. So I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with, let's take the look. Worst case, Paris comes in, Braxton steps up his game and Braxton keeps his job. Then Paris becomes the right tackle. Yeah, I mean, and yeah. And, and you, I, you I agree. Improve. I think that improves us. A that lot. improves us. Now you got to get a center. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, so let's go. Um, let's talk about the tight end position and then the wideouts because the pass catchers of this team, obviously, Komet has taken a huge step forward in the last few games. Even though the Jets game didn't really go that well for him. Simeon really wasn't hitting him like Fields was, um, not putting the dots on him. Uh, but Komet's emergence has been a, a welcome, welcome, you know, side. Yeah, yeah. Komet uh, has been consistent for years as far as, yeah, I know not game by game. You know, he's had good games and bad games, but he's never been a bad tight end. He's a serviceable tight end that can be dangerous. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and we have to use them right. And Fields yeah. figured out how to use them right. And all of a sudden, five touchdowns in 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 three games. 
that, that, that that's don't break that rhythm. Keep right. those two together. <laughs> Agree. Agree. Uh, you know, the guys behind him, Wesco and Griffin, I could care less. I mean, Wesco looks all right. He looks pretty good. Um, he can block. Wesco's eye test is bad, though. I, I cannot stand watching Wesco play on the field. His blocking <laughs> is okay, but when that man runs into pass routes, I get concerned. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but it, 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 is he dropping the ball? Yes. Yes. <laughs> All right. So, look, I don't have a problem with grabbing some different free agents after commit, mm. but that that's you you gotta you gotta have resolved my offensive line problem before you can touch the tight end room. It's not a problem right now. Yeah, I, I agree with that. It, you, I mean, you, I, you, I feel like in the passing game, though, a good second tight end really elevates a young quarterback and especially like a running quarterback when you see how isaiah likely is playing with the ravens right now um while mark andrews has been injured or, or out of games or you know whatever you know shaking up isaiah likely has been tearing it up they picked this kid up in like the fifth or the sixth round or something like that tight end is not an expensive position to upgrade and if you get some young talent it can really really make a difference Oh, I, I don't disagree. I mean, even look at Kansas City. You got Mahomes and Kelsey. But then all of a sudden, it's like, well, wait a minute. How many tight ends do they have? And they go out in a package with two or three tight ends on the field, and you think they're going to run the ball, and tight ends are flying all around the field. And next thing you know, it's Kelsey's dangerous. on his way in the end zone. Yeah, <laughs> you know? exactly. It's dangerous. So if you it's have dangerous. Some real receiving weapons back there, not Trayvon Wesco, you know yeah yeah so i'm not i don't disagree with up making an upgrade but again you know that's that's you know that's like it's a low you know, priority yeah it is yeah yeah are are you going to get a new suit when you don't have a house <laughs> <laughs> right 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 but, no okay. buy the house get your car then you can go get a new suit <laughs> um yeah i i think i think still Additionally, though, um, Komet still has room to improve. If oh, yeah. you have a oh, chance yeah. to get a Mike Gusecki, a guy who is legit Pro Bowl receiving talent, if he's out there, do we get him and then let him and Komet just duke it out for snaps? Or do we ride with our with our tight end that we've got? What you think, Sos? I do like Komet. Um, but again, I'm not ever opposed. I, I think that's, I think ultimately, man, in sports, when you want to have a winning team, um, it's all about that competitive edge. And I feel like getting guys in to compete for positions like that, I feel like that's always a healthy thing. Um, so I feel like if we're able to do that, absolutely, I, I would, I would want to see something like that happen. Um, however, I do think that our focus needs to be on protecting the quarterback and uh, uh, getting, getting those line issues together and then being able to put pressure on um on the offense of the other team, um, you know, getting the edge rusher and getting our defense together. Those are the first places I'm looking. But um without throwing numbers out and without discussing which moves would be possible, I, absolutely I think it couldn't hurt to get a, a another tight end out there that we can use as a weapon and, and kind of let Justin Fields go crazy. For sure, for sure. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I, I hear you. I, I would maybe grab a late round tight end with some of my leftover picks after I'm done. Yeah. You know, so I'm, I'm cool with that. 
here's a here's an area where man wide receiver yeah we need a lot of improvement there man i'm telling you but i still feel like it's so hard to see even as good as we can be if that makes any sense but with no offensive line man i feel like we have a lot of question marks and for me at least I do. I have a lot of question marks on, on our receivers and our tight ends and, and things like that, because it's like, are you really going to get the opportunity to really show and prove? Well, we've seen times where before receivers can even get to the top of their routes, Justin's running for his life. And then per perhaps maybe if he can stay alive for about 12 or 13 seconds, he can get back up looking upfield and, and make a play. And he's done it. He's done it. But at the end of the day, that's not really... To me, that doesn't speak on the, the talent of the receivers uh, as much as it would be if we had some protection. I agree with I'm that. I'm still waiting to see how good Claypool is going to be with Fields. Um, we've seen him we've seen him uh, make some catches, but we haven't really seen Justin Fields be able to uh, see and maybe take advantage of some defensive uh, mismatches or anything like that. We don't really too much get to see that. If you if I'm a receiver and I know I've got a, a corner who's who's not equal, cannot stick me, I'm gonna either gonna I'm gonna be forced to double team me, but not if that the line can't protect the quarterback or not. You know what I mean? So those types of things I don't think we're I'm not able to see too too, too much. Yeah. I, I'm I'm gonna stand with you on that. I mean honestly again the house is falling down. We gotta protect fields. We gotta expend most of our draft protecting fields and attacking the other quarterback we got to win the trenches um honestly with the addition of claypool um with an unused uh um why am i drawing a blank on our guy we got from kansas city uh because he hasn't been out there <laughs> Some, uh, uh, jones no no the the guy we picked up from kc um you know with with pringle just just having his second really this i think that's his second game as a bear or third game as a bear he hadn't been out there all year um you know I, i'm not afraid of going into a season with mooney claypool and pringle uh and, and, and as our primaries and harry you know standing behind them eq i love him unless he's trying to catch a ball <laughs> You know, Jeez. Pettis is just, he's just spotty. He's spotty. Sometimes he's nice. Other times you're like, why, why, why? And Vela's got a lot of growing to do. You know, I'm not ready to cut the, but but he's going to sit at five or six at the bottom. So, you know, do we grab, do, do, could we use a true number one? Absolutely. But again, I don't, you know, now, um, uh, 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 um, are there any great number ones that are coming out in free agency that aren't going to resign? No, no, there are no yeah. receivers coming free in free agency that are anything <laughs> near number one. And truthfully speaking, there's not really a bona fide number one coming out of the draft. Um, so, there's a lot of guys that are speed players. Um, you've got Jackson Smith and Jiba, who's probably the most well-rounded receiver. He's a little on the smaller side. So he's only like six feet. Um, he's not a burner in terms of speed, but he's quick enough. He's more of like a shifty, uh, like quick guy more than just an outright blazer. Um, so I think, I, I think we would be, 
you know, if we brought in more receivers out of the draft, even high picks, it would be kind of much of a muchness, uh, not really a huge improvement on the talent that we have at the top of our receiver room, which is really what we need to do is just is just move that ceiling of our receiver room. High. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's I mean, and I don't see us. I don't see a route to do that this year. And I don't think, you know, like, 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 nephew, what you're saying, I don't think that I think that if we give fields time in the pocket, our receivers can look better than they have this year. We're, we're going to get if, if he can stand up and throw the ball, you know, we don't have like Mooney, Claypool and Pringle have proven they can get open in the NFL. Mm -hmm. Right. So, so those three guys, they've proven they can get open in the NFL. So we have to give them, we have to allow fields to be standing upright, not on the run for three seconds to let them get into a route enough to make that break and get some separation. And we got to keep them upright for at least three seconds. <laughs> That's not as, as, as crazy as that sounds, man. <laughs> Well, that, that that's the truth, man. You know, four seconds is 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 great pass protection. I'm not even asking for that. I'm asking for good pass protection. Three seconds. Let him make his. Great. Let him let, let him make two reads and let the ball go. You know, he's not. You know, the, unfortunately, when it gets bad, these guys are getting two seconds. It's basically hike tackle. Yep, we've seen that. You've seen that. I've seen yeah. less than two. Yeah. So, you know, the, I've seen it, teleport over there before. It, it, exactly. <laughs> he didn't and, have to run. He just let's be honest. It takes like a second and a half to come out of, of a three or four point stance and run 10 yards. Right. <laughs> so, so literally we're not applying any blocking because it's almost the exact same time as if there was no line there. Exactly, there is. <laughs> oh, okay, I was gonna say yes. I would love to see a true number one wide receiver, but you know, if there's not a good path to that, no, let's not waste. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. I agree with that. I I would love to see us trade back out of that first overall pick, and then get another bad teams first for next year and then you know hope that that ends up as a top 10 pick and then try to get marvin harrison jr that would be like that that seems like the next superstar stud surefire receiver in college football that i can see um there's a couple of maybe guys this year who would probably be second round picks in a lot of other drafts um which you know that's that's cool and you can find a really good justin jefferson was a second round receiver but it's a crapshoot when you're doing that. So, you know. Yeah, we don't want to do a crapshoot. We want, you know, we, 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 well, first of all, we got to protect fields. So we got to build a line. And, you know, if we get somebody late round that maybe has some potential that fills out the back of the room, fine. You know, again, Mooney, Claypool, and Pringle, I don't have a problem going to war with those three guys as my Good. one, two, three. Yeah, agreed. Agree. Yeah. Let's, I mean, let's go to war. If we can protect field, let's go to war. Yeah, especially with Komet out there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because Komet is a receiver. 
Mm-hmm. You know, he can run block, but he's a receiver. As a matter of fact, he's a doggone good run blocker. But, yeah. you know, he's a receiver. Yep. All, All right. right. Well, so I guess that's our, our review of – uh, <laughs> who should stay? And we don't want to look. We don't want to give them year. all the game, man. They start listening and watching. We're talking bears, and then trying to strategically move against poles and them, because poles is probably watching this too and like, yeah, you know what? You know These what? Guys right. These right. guys are right. These guys are right. And we didn't mention Kari Blasting game, but we know again right. he's part of the number one running team in the NFL again. Right. <laughs> you keep anybody who's consistently everywhere he goes, part of the number one, uh, you keep him. <laughs> you yep. keep him in that job. He 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 definitely earned his keep this year. Yeah, absolutely. So tune in next week. You're gonna hear us go over defense, and then we'll probably do special teams after that. Um, we'll just kind of go down the roster and see, um, you know, uh, what the Bears uh what the Bears should be doing. This is my there we go. Like us, subscribe. Say a name. I'm just going to. Yeah. <laughs> like us, subscribe, and uh, 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 give us a great rating, depending on what uh, format you're listening in on or watching on. Uh, I'm uncle. I'm nephew. I'm son. And we're, we're talking, talking bears. bears.